All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm here with my co-host Matthew. Um, first off, uh, we did not have an episode last week. I apologize for that. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, um, and then the plan was to to record the next day remote. And of course, it's just been crazy times, busy right now, so we didn't get a chance to link up. But we're here now. Uh, we'll make it up in some way, especially with this episode. I think it's going to be a really good one, dude. Matthew, how you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, good Sunday, uh, Labor Day weekend, so definitely extra good a day. Heck yeah, dude. That's uh, same here. Been loafing. Even took a nap, which I never do. Um, even took like an hour and a half nap. So I am pumped, ready for this. I do want to say, um, if you're listening to this podcast, which you are, because you just heard that. Um, we are trying something new sound wise so uh i hope that it sounds good tonight i uh, just wanted to throw that out there um that way if you're a first listener you're like oh that sounds like crap i'm never listening to that again bear with us we're trying different things we're just trying to make this thing better and better so uh but nonetheless again got a great episode for you tonight uh our homework was nirvana what yep. about it man uh yep some nirvana um so they got started in 1985. It was Kurt Cobain. Well, no, Kurt Cobain met Chris Chris Novoselic, which he spelled his name wrong. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't know. Chris Novoselic doesn't know how to spell his own name. <laughs> or the people that spot up, I don't. <laughs> uh, they met each other in 1985 in Washington. Um, and let me see. They, I guess they bonded over their uh, childhood, you know, love of the Beatles and the Melvins and things like mm-hmm. groups like that. Um, of course they got, you know, they got, they, uh, started working together and kind of at least like, at least like um, you know, practicing and, you know, doing right. their own thing late, late eighties. Um, looks like they actually kind of started, well, I say putting out music, probably like, you know, recording together like mm-hmm. amongst each other. Um, they actually, the band was, was called Nirvana in 1987, um, I know they released one album. Let me get when the albums came out. Uh, they came out, well, Bleach in 1989. Yep. They only had uh, three albums, didn't they? Yeah, because it was Bleach, Studio. Nevermind, Insecticide, or yep. Four, in Utero. Yes. Um, so that's four, then, you know, Unplugged, and uh, a bunch of live stuff. But, um, yes, no, no, Bleach was uh, off the first album without uh, Dave Grohl. Nevermind in 91 was obviously the, his debut album. Um, you know, obviously we're Kings of the World there for a little bit. Um, let me get, you know, Kurt Cobain passed away. Let me get the year. I can't say that. I know off the top of my head. Um, what does, uh, I got a joke for you. What does, uh, what does Dave Grohl say when um, someone asks him about Chris Novoselic being in his band? I have no idea. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up on the spot because you didn't guess. <laughs> uh, it's not clear on his death, but at least 96, maybe. Who are we talking about? Uh, uh, Kurt. Was it really? Was it that late? I thought it was like 92, 93. Well, because. Well, um, Let me look that up. Yeah. Hang. Yeah, I think you're 94. right. April. 94, actually, yeah, my yeah. birthday in, in 94. You never, you never knew that? I never knew that. That's strange. That's very strange. Because you watched that uh, document. Oh, not really documentary. Is that? Uh, honestly, like it's that called In Bleach. Yeah, yeah, the true crime. Uh, the thing, I can't remember where it was. Stream, streaming somewhere. It was say, pretty much saying yeah. Courtney did it. Yeah, basically that. That one said that, which is 
which is uh if i'll say this man and i know this isn't the the route we were planning to go but i'll say this if she didn't do it and i'm not saying she did or didn't and and if you are familiar with it all you have a strong opinion like everyone has an opinion on this but uh i'll say this this is where my mind goes the older i get especially if she didn't do it then it's some screwed up shit like the way she's been treated about it yeah like because if you go back and watch that documentary that matthew's talking about uh basically her dad's even on record saying that she did it but you take that you know of course you hear that and you're like oh man this girl's guilty she's crazy but then you you know and not to take up for because i'm not a courtney love fan but then if you go read more into it and you realize she doesn't have a great relationship with her dad and her dad's kind of like a yeah. money hungry, like he tried to mooch off her. Like, it's just a weird situation, you know? Um, yeah. And it's unfortunate. If she didn't do it, it's very unfortunate. I don't, I think at best case, she was a bad uh, wife, girlfriend, uh, wife. Uh, I mean, you know, the nanny uh, who kept their, uh, Frances Bean, their, their daughter, uh, was her ex-boyfriend. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, that, that's not very common knowledge, I don't think, but yeah. So, uh, their house sitter, their nanny, uh, during this time period was her ex-boyfriend. So, uh, it seemed to me a lot of it was Kurt had no backbone and she yeah. was kind of ran over him and, uh, just a lot of weird things in there. But saying that, I'm not saying that she did or didn't do it. I have no idea, of course, but it's a lot of weird things around that. Yeah. That, that whole, the whole situation. Yes. Uh. Definitely strange um, because, uh, you know, because well, I, I was technically alive for it, but, you know, I was not cognizant of, I would say, right. of uh, what actually was going down mm-hmm. and, all, you know, their success. So, um, yeah, so I, I can only imagine that that would be strange as far as like, I don't know, because like someone pretty much on top of the world killing themselves like that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he... Pretty much, I mean, Nirvana. On you can probably say they might have peaked a couple years before, but you know, I guess you, I guess, counting on they're going to keep on doing stuff, you know. So, you know, an artist dying, you know, killing themselves, what have you, at their peak. Yeah. Um. I can only imagine that. Um. That doesn't happen too often. As yeah. far as like a top artist at the top of their game ending it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I agree with that. Like, and uh, and and he's one that um, uh, if you and again, I not being there, I guess. Uh, but he, it seems like he lived very sad, like a uh, very very sad, like a lot of stuff going on in his head. I'm not diagnosing him with anything, but um, you know, it, it's just strange, like uh, to have it all to be on top of the world because they were on top uh, during his death. Like they, you know, they were the band. Um, you know, MTV was rocking with them, yeah. uh, everything. But uh, just his feelings on everything, it seemed like he had very low confidence uh, in itself and seemed like the only thing he really cared about was his daughter. Um, so just a sad thing. Now I'll say this, my biggest memories on Nirvana. Um, I, you know, I was a Nirvana fan, but my, my cousin of mine um, that I grew up with was a diehard Nirvana fan at the time. And uh, the thing I remember most is when uh, they only have three or four studio albums, like Matthew mentioned, uh, starting with Bleach in 89. And uh, but they have so many uh, bootleg albums. And I was trying to while Matthew was talking, I was trying to uh, Google um, how many bootleg albums they have. I really don't know. I'm probably going to try to do that shortly. But um, I remember him having so many different bootleg albums of theirs. And um, mm-hmm. I just always thought it was the strangest thing because I was under the impression that Nirvana had a million albums. But, of course, a lot of them were bootlegs. Um, yeah. And then the other thing 
I was sitting here thinking about was, um, and I know that they didn't put out an album for four years. And of course, they were young high school mates uh, during the time they got together. But I'm trying to think of uh, my mind can't wrap around the idea that Nirvana playing music in 1985. Like, you, you know, we're yeah. talking about an era of big hair, uh, of big personality. Uh, you know, the hair metal is full force. And then you have yeah. this little dirty, grungy, uh, you know, I'm okay, you're okay, we're okay together, or not okay together. You, you know, like it just, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That's all. Well, it's kind of like how, like, you know, the Chili Peppers were that same time, pretty much, the like early 80s. Yeah. And how, like, it just took, you know, their, I guess, the, the sound of the era changing and you know, being more acceptable to what they were kind of doing. Sure. Um, which, you know, that might be a good maybe podcast made to think about bands that were like, I mean, it's kind of like a working title, but like kind of bands that were doing it like longer than you thought kind mm -hmm. of a thing. Where like, I mean, like Nirvana formed in 85, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, that just seems strange. They're such like a 90s yeah. group and the um, Chili Peppers, like early 80s and they didn't blow up until like nine, the 90s too. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a lot of '90s groups, but that would be interesting to see. Yeah, it would be um, those that uh, have been doing it for a long time. Yeah, that would be awesome to, or, to check out. Yeah, earlier than you, you normally think. I tell you uh, another thing. Uh, talk about Nirvana, uh, and I enjoyed listening to Nirvana this week. I'll, I'll be the first to say that. Um, that uh, I didn't know this until this week doing a little research on them. I had this noted: uh, the Bleach album, their first album, '89. Uh, there's some good songs on that. I know Floyd the Barber is one of my favorite uh, Nirvana songs. A really cool song. Uh, you've got uh, About a Girl that's on that album. But uh, the rumor is, uh, I guess there's an old legend, and I, I'm assuming it's true. Uh, that album cost $606.17 to record. Uh, six. Just think about that. Like We're talking about uh, an album that sold, gosh knows how many how many records uh, they sold, um, but it cost $606.17. And the, the, the legend has it that no one in the band had the money to pay for it except for the second guitarist, Jason Everman, who didn't even actually play on that uh, on that record and was only briefly a member. Um, so, I, you know, I always thought that was really cool. Uh, and I'm finished reading what I had. I don't know why I know this. Um, the Seattle... Talking about this album, the Seattle label Sub Pop, very deliberately marketing a Pacific Northwest grunge scene, determined the running order after only requesting an EP, and according to Kurt Cobain, influenced his, his writing towards the dark, negative, and outrageous. And it says, fair enough, but there's pure inspiration in the rage of Negative Creek, School, Mr. Mustache, and Signs of Pop, and About a Girl, which is very true. I never thought about it. There's a lot of pop in that. But... Mm -hmm. um, it says, uh, yeah. So, anyways, that that and again, I if you've never checked that album out, it's a really good one. Again, Floyd the Barber is one of my favorite Nirvana songs. Very good song. Um, but you know, one thing I thought about within this week, dude, is, uh, and again, I'm at an age where I went through my Nirvana phase. Um, so I, you know, I, I can say uh, that. But um, they have a lot of good songs in a very short catalog. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, you yeah. know, it, it's it, we, me and Matthew talk about it all the time. Like, like there's a band that I got on in the last uh, six months, Radiohead. Everybody knows Radiohead, um, but I, you know, and I go back and listen to all their catalog, and uh, there's about a half a dozen songs that I really like, and the rest I don't really like at all. Um, but 
going back and listening to Nirvana, and I've heard all these albums a million times, but there's only a handful, of course, because they were only uh, you know signed and, and putting out music for about five years. Mm-hmm. But um, in those few albums they have, uh, man, they've got they've got tons of good songs. And it's just weird because they just came along and, uh, you know, sometimes I go through errors or phases, man. I go through my hating on Nirvana phase. And I guess right now, because I was listening to them this week, I'm in my appreciation phase. Um, you know, Kirk gets a bad rap sometimes about, you know, not being a very good guitarist. Um, but uh, and I've joked about him not being a good singer, but he is a good singer. I, I, you know, or he is just like add what you're yeah. getting to was uh well, I mean, it's very emotive, yes. like a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, kind of how what made him so good was that, you know, I mean, was that he was almost so broken, yes. and like he could really get that across in his, you know, vocals and his lyrics. And, right. Uh, you can only kind of see why, like teenage kids, especially then and now, still, you know, listen to that and think, oh yeah, this guy's kind of like I, I kind of see myself in him yeah. a little bit. And obviously, it's you know why they were so big still today. I was like you know this legendary group. Man, I've not thought about that. That is that is so true. Um, sometimes I'll look at young kids because it doesn't matter. You know, Nirvana's been gone for thirty years, and we, uh, especially the older you get, and anybody out there who's listening um, knows exactly what I'm talking about. You look at younger kids. And it does not matter. It's a tale as old as time. You're going to see teenage kids who are going through stuff, uh, you know, their phases in life, and they're going to have their Nirvana shirts and their Misfit shirts and stuff, things like that. But yeah. they're going to be Nirvana fans. And your first thought is always, they don't know what they they don't know this band. They don't know anything about them. They're just wearing the shirt or whatever, or they're just pretending to be a fan. Yeah. But I've never thought of it like that. I think you're probably right. There's a lot of kids out there who obviously are music fans and, and you know, they're the emos. Well, anyways, the, the, they listen to Nirvana and, and his, um, you know, it comes out through his singing, his music, like, yeah. uh, you know, the pain, the, I don't know what you'd say. Like, well, you said it best, the emotion. Kind of, I guess, the outcast of, the, of it all kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we talked about that Tyler Childers a few episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, I've told my wife this numerous occasions. He reminds me so much of Kurt Cobain. And I know a lot of people will probably hear me say that and like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, we're talking about a folk country guy and then a, a grunge rock guy. I'm telling you, people, if you go listen to it side by side, um, you know, listen to a, like a soul, like a powerful, like slower uh, Nirvana song and then go listen to that guy. And they have a lot of that same stuff. Go back and listen to the Unplugged album uh, by Nirvana and then go check out that guy. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. um, for sure. And, uh, and it's funny to me because when guys do sing alike, uh, this is something that I pay attention to when they do sound alike. A lot of times you can look at their faces while they sing and they kind of make this, they have the same mannerisms, and, uh, bit, yeah. you know, um, but, but no, that's, uh, um, I enjoyed listening to them this week, man. I forgot how many good songs they have, but again, I was going to say this, uh, I give him a hard time about not being a good musician sometimes, especially guitars. I mean, they three chords, uh, you know, basically every song, three chords, but I, this week I was thinking about it. They started in the eighties and there was no playbook for their style of music. So, uh, you know, you could say, Hey, this isn't very good based off what we've had the last 30 years of music, but there was none of this before that. So, I yeah. mean, I technically, I guess it's pretty damn good. They were, re, you know, they were inventing the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
I guess I guess for me, like not being the biggest Nirvana fan, but listening to them, well, of course, in the past and yeah. now, uh, it's definitely easy to see like why they were kind of like uh, like Metallica was the first band to do thrash, mm-hmm. and they were obviously the biggest. Um, Nirvana was kind of the first group to do or to do a vert to do grunge. I would say kind of you know, to, to the kind of pop in the, I think they're really influenced by the Pixies yeah, and like uh, the Melvins. So kind of mixing this kind of the, this Beatles esque songwriting with this heavier sound, but in maybe a more digestible way. Um, it's easy to see why they were uh, so big and popular and oh, yeah. two recommendations uh, referencing Nirvana. Uh, there's a, a website uh, called The Ringer, uh, mainly sports, pop culture stuff. They have two articles. They're kind of older, so if you can search for them. One is a oral history, where it's like uh, an interview. In, in, it's an article. was an interview of people that were like, that assisted and helped put on uh, them to be unplugged. Mm-hmm. So as far as like leading up to it and the night of and kept telling the kind of behind the scenes and stuff like that. And there's another article of, they Nirvana did a, a show the night before uh, Nevermind came out, mm-hmm. and it was like this legendary show because he played it in like I want to say like a record store, yeah. And it was like so be- the night before they I blew up exponentially, which is you know kind of interesting to hear, yeah. So, uh, two recommendations just real quick about Nirvana, nice, uh, pertaining to them. That's awesome, man. The other thing I'd say, and I'd wrap up my Nirvana again, I, I, one thing I always think about when I think of Kurt Cobain, because we've had a great, uh, you know, we uh, everybody knows Foo Fighters. They know Dave Grohl. He's one of yeah. the greatest musicians, uh, you know, the 21st century um, and beyond. He'll go down in history as one of the all-time greats. But, um, you know, you, you talk about Kurt, and Kurt was so anti-establishment. And, and of course, me and Matthew, we, we joke on here, and I think anybody who's been listening at all knows that we, uh, we're we not very political. We don't really care about uh, things like that. We worry about ourselves, and we don't pick sides. But uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I think about someone like Kurt who's so anti-the man and where he would be in this world today. Uh, yeah. You know, because obviously I think he would be – uh, whether we would agree or not, he would be uh, activate uh, activist, um, you know, and trying to trying to do good. Whether uh, you know, so but uh, you know, of course, the way he was, I would wonder how he would be and and all that good stuff. But yeah. but uh, but nonetheless, man, I enjoyed that uh, Nirvana um, down memory lane with Nirvana. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, yeah, it's good to listen to these like these monumental all time groups. Yeah, every once in a while, because you kind of almost like. You get used to saying they're one of the greatest. You kind of take it for granted, yeah. Because uh, everybody thinks of, you know, uh, uh, well, now something in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, you know, think about these bigger songs, but listen to their catalog, and you think, okay, this is why they're, you know, why they are great. Right. This all-time great band. Um, so it is good to listen to the, you know, the all-time greats every now and again. Well, uh, two things. One, that damn Nevermind album. Uh, was uh, is an all I don't care if you like uh, a big fan of Nirvana. If you're not, uh, you know, I think everyone has to agree that is a, a a freaking monster of an album, one of the all time greats. Uh, I've got it in my notes. Now this is just this album alone. You've got uh, let me see. I put it somewhere here. And on the Nevermind album, which came out in '91, you've got "Smells Like Teen Spirit," "In Bloom," yep. "Come As You Are." Uh, you've got uh, "Lithium." Um, 
There was uh, there's breed uh, something in the way, um, but there there's a bunch more. But uh, those six songs I had listed were, uh, and that's just one album. So that it's just unreal how good it is. What's your favorite Nirvana song? Um, well, it's probably a mixture of the story and the song, kind of re- the resurgence of pop culture. It's probably a little biased. It's probably something in the way. Yeah. Because I remember watching when VH1 did the. Uh, whatever that uh, the uh, the classic classic albums uh mm. series back in the day they did a nirvana one and they had um what's his name uh the the producer of all those great albums um but the mustached guy with the glasses um i can't remember his name but uh he's telling a story about something in the way and how like that uh how um uh how kurt wanted wanted his vocals to sound a certain way right. and the only way they could get it well no because like he wanted it to sound like very quiet almost almost wanted to you know not be singing almost at all mm. and pretty pretty much you know because he was laying in the floor of the 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 producer the boards section whatever you want to call it right so not even in the room with all the microphones well anyway they mic'd up that room told everybody to pretty much shut up and they recorded the vocals that way. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and it definitely comes across cause he's almost singing at like a, like a decibel level. That's almost inaudible. Yeah. I'll say vocally. So probably that, you know, or, uh, I do like, you know, out it might, might, it might be the craft, the crassness of it, but rate me is pretty good too. Yeah. Yep. Just cause Very it's good. like a, you know, like a, you know, rude song title and yeah. everything. Yeah, that, those are good ones, man. Can't go wrong with those. I was thinking about this too. Um, they do on their unplugged album that's that got you know a lot of notoriety. They yeah. do um, Jesus doesn't want me for a sunbeam, which is uh, actually everybody associates that with Nirvana, of course, rightfully so. Uh, they killed it, but uh, that's actually an old Scottish alternative band uh, did that song called the Vaselines, I think. Um, so you can look that up. I believe the Vaselines. But um, mm-hmm. very good song. I always love the way he sings it. Uh, he kills it, of course. And uh, but uh, but nonetheless, I um, that to me uh, is where that unplugged album um, is yeah. what kind of put them over the top for me. I think. Yeah, that and old man who sold the world. Is, you know, I think oh, yeah. that's the one that I, I probably do the most in my life. Is yeah. that one because it, you know, uh, of course. Knowing it's a Bowie song now, but definitely not knowing that before. Yeah, probably when I was a kid. Um, just probably another one. You know, probably top three there. Nice. That, uh, are probably my favorites. So if you've never heard of them, go check out Nirvana. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> little known band called Nirvana. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, man. Um, all joke aside, it was fun. Uh, so go go check them out. But um, while uh, with that behind us, Matthew came up with a great topic this week. I don't think we told you on air last time what it was going to be, uh, so I'm going to let him take it away now. Yeah. So, uh, quick backstory with most of my topics, you know, they kind of come to me. Uh, inspiration comes at different places. So, well, probably two, three weeks ago now, um, I was listening to Spotify at work, and the song um, "Don't Let the Sun Shine Down on Me" by uh, well, George Michael and Elton John um, was listening to it. And I got, and I was thinking if I had to choose one over the other for the rest of my life, who would I, you know, who would I choose? Obviously George Michael, but um, kind, of, kind of led into this. So we each uh, wrote down 10 bands that we, I would, I think to phrase it this way, that we're 
okay with. Yeah. So not maybe our favorites, but we don't dislike any of these groups. Sure. We like all of these. Um, so we wrote them down at random, and we're going to um, just kind of uh, pretty much do little verses, and we'll uh, pretty much choose who we want to want to who we would choose over the other forever. I love it. I love it. So uh, just just to do, and again, these are wrote these down at random. So yeah. these aren't our favorites. Sure. Uh, at least mine aren't for sure. Um, some are me, and some of them, yeah. like you said, they're just they're really just what was on my head at the moment. Writing them down. Yeah, yeah. So so these are we all like all out to all these groups. Uh, anyway. Um, so the darkness and anthrax. Yes. Darkness versus anthrax. So um, that is, uh, I obviously, I think anyone who knows us knows what we're going to choose. Definitely. But that is a tough. Uh, that could be tough for a lot of people. Um, I am a. I, I went through a stage uh, where I was a diehard anthrax fan uh, when I was in college. Actually, definitely. Um, yeah. I, you know, was was. Uh, anthrax all the way uh listened to him religiously probably only anthrax for a couple months there uh and i forgot what album it was that uh, that came out uh, it was somewhere in that uh, time frame um, when i was in college what would that have been uh so, so this would have been like 2000s this would have been so this would have been uh mid 2000s so it, probably 2006 it was the what What's his name? I haven't listened to Anthrax in a while, but the Bush singer. That's it. Exactly Last right. Last name was Bush. That's exactly. It was, uh, uh, is it We Come For You All? When did that come out? Let me look real fast. Um, yep, that's it. 2010. Uh, three, excuse me. 2003. That was it. Uh, we Come For You All. John Bush. John Bush. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, so, uh, from, uh, well, you know, maybe to talk of the other side here, sure. like the Ike Anthrax, you know, I think um, for me, I think when I was getting into the 80s and thrash and stuff, so I was already into Metallica, but I was kind of digging deeper, already into Megadeth. Um, but I think I first heard um, Madhouse, you know, by you know, Anthrax on probably VH1, uh, Headbangers Ball, the re replays of it um, late at night. Um, and, and I always preferred, well, I like, I guess, all versions of Anthrax, like the 80s with the, um, I can't remember his name now. We were not prepared for to talk about Anthrax, but uh, the original singer, I don't say the originals, uh, um, the original, well, he's with them now. Um, so he's, because uh, he started out with them and then he took a hiatus. And that's when John Bush came yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and then the, you know, he came back. Uh, damn it. Um, it wasn't Scott Ian, was it? No, he well, no, he's the guitar player. Oh yeah, yeah, Scotty is. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, damn it, can't remember his name. But anyway, I like pretty much all phases of Anthrax. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was to say, like, looking at like the new what newer albums mm-hmm. of the Thrash, the big the big four, um, their newer albums are probably better. Than yeah, I agree. M- Metallica and Megadeth. I definitely agree. Uh, so so it's, uh, Anthrax is probably higher up on both of our lists than we would probably assume. People would assume I would say Joey Belladonna. Yeah, That's Joey it. Belladonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a great singer. Yeah, uh, uh, but that goes to say the, the darkness. Obviously, is yeah. the, we would definitely prefer the darkness. Just speaking for both of us, uh, I would say because uh, I think I got into them. Well, everybody was a fan of I, I believe in a thing called love. Yep, Every, you know, bought that album in two thousand three. Uh, yes. Because um, I remember the music video and the song. Uh, I didn't get into them as like an actual group until much later, probably 
I don't know, 14 or 15, mm-hmm. honestly, but, um, but a uh, big fan of them, you know, everything they've done, even though their last few albums aren't, you know, there, there's, there's hit and misses on there. Sure. But uh, a big fan of obviously Justin Hawkins and his YouTube and all yeah. of that. So uh, yeah. that you add anything. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, I, I again, um, when that, when they came out in 03, um, I bought that album. Uh, that song took the world by storm, the U S by storm, which is crazy for a rock song. And I remember going and buying, uh, one the what was is it what was the second one, album one way ticket. ticket yep i went and bought that the day it came out i was so excited for it because that song uh came that out intro. yeah and yes very good intro uh you have to go check it out you'll know what's going on when you hear it but uh but i've loved them ever since but to to be fair um i bought those first two albums and then i kind of cooled off for a little bit with them and then came back to them sometime in the last 10 years um yep. And uh, when I came back, that's when I really got hooked with them. It's kind of one of those things like sometimes we like groups. They come and go uh, very fast, and uh, and then they're just never the same. But, the, you know, it's one of those things in the last decade when I revisited the darkness and I realized, man, these guys are uh, every bit as good. They should have never left the main mainstream scene. Yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I will definitely go with the darkness, too. I think that's a no-brainer for both of us, right? Definitely. All right, so next one. So again, that was Darkness and Anthrax. Obviously, Darkness won that one. Yep, by uh, Yep, between the both of us. Sorry, Anthrax. Yeah, uh, very sorry. Uh, next one is not going to be. Well, it's going to be even easier. Uh, it's Queen versus Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so again, uh, I this could be hard for a lot of people. Yeah, for a lot like most other people. Yeah, uh, yep. I would say it's definitely hard to choose between the two. Sure. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, I think our love of Queen, well, speaking for myself, yeah. my love of Queen is definitely uh, well detailed on this podcast. Sure. Uh, but Led Zeppelin, maybe talking about why I won't be choosing them. Um, I guess I never got into them. I know we talked about Led Zeppelin once upon a time, uh, ages ago on the pod. Um, I think by the time I, like, you know, I was getting into Led Zeppelin, or at least in a place where I was going to try to, um, I was already kind of like, I was already liking there are like other groups were already filling a void right. that they would have filled in. Right. You know, like I think, uh, I was already into Van Halen and stuff and which I know is later than Led Zeppelin, but, um, I don't know. I, you know, obviously Robert Plant, you know, it's obviously a great singer, sure. you know, great band, uh, legendary songs that, you know, we're all, you know, a fan of, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, but still like, uh, not too big of a fan of Led Zeppelin and Queen, obviously, you know, every, you know, I love every part of Queen. There are, you know, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I, so I'm a fan of Zeppelin songs. Um, which I think Matthew would agree on that. We both, there's songs by Zeppelin we both like. I'm a fan of Zeppelin as a rock band. Like they're, uh, the stories, the legendary road stories and everything, they are mm-hmm. full on rock and roll. Uh, I'm a fan of what they've done for rock music. Um, but the thing about them, you know, comparing them and Queen, it's tough because, th- which this is a comparison that's been gone for a long time. I mean, you're talking about a group, uh, um, Zeppelin came on first album, 69 Queens. First album was in 71 or, uh, 73, um, mm-hmm. 73. Yes. They, they formed, uh, in 70, um, uh, 
see Roger Taylor came along in 71. Yeah, first album in 73. So we're talking about the same time frame. They came along together. They kind of uh, uh, shot through the ranks together. Um, so uh, very comparable groups. Um, I think uh, Impact, um, I would dare say, I'm just going to be honest. Obviously, I, I'm going Queen. I'll say that up front. Matthew spoke for us. We're, we're diehard Queen. Impact, I would say Zeppelin. Definitely. Um, you know, it's just they've the, the impact they've had on rock and roll is, is untouched. Um, you know, but um, it's just, uh, of course, at the end of the day, it goes to what you like and your styles. And um, I'm more of the over the top, uh, the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking theatrical. for? Theatrical. Yes, a theatrical. Uh, I think Queen's more versatile in their music. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think if you're going down the list. Um, you know, Zeppelin probably has a lot of the better musicians, um, which I, I don't know. I, you uh, know, it, it, I guess that's debatable. Um, they're but well, let me say, all of them are some of the best ever. Um, but uh, Zeppelin might have an edge. I don't really know. I know. Uh, I, I'll say this: uh, Queen's got the best singer, and that's saying something because Plant's one of the greatest. Yeah. Um, and then I would say that uh, Zeppelin's got like the best drummer, which is saying something because Queen's got one of the yeah, best. So, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy. There's, they have different things they can do. They're so comparable though, but they're so different. Uh, and yeah. again, it just goes back to the time coming together. So, uh, queen all the way. Yeah. Queen over Led Zeppelin for us. Um, number three, this is be interesting, uh, easy to choose from, but interesting is, uh, Chris Cornell versus Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, okay. Um, so I think the reason why I chose her, cause I've tried, I put her on my list. You know, Chris Cornell's on your list. Sure. Uh, at random, as we talked about already. But uh, she's someone that I've seen, like even in the rock community. Like I'll, I'm getting into watching um, the YouTuber's name, Rick Beato. Beato, you know, famous uh, uh, YouTuber. I know he's um, produced albums. He's a musician. And, you know, he's you know. I think I'm not sure of everything he's done, mm -hmm. but. Uh, um, I think he's known more for YouTube now, but anyway, um, like because uh, he had favorable things to say about Olivia Rodrigo, and she's she's someone that like I watched a few live performances last night, and she's you know very good, you know you know very great singer and everything. So I wanted to throw her in here. Uh, often not knowing yours, Chris Cornell is obviously uh, one of. I'll say my favorite singers of all time, male, male singers anyway. Sure. Um, he's definitely top five. Freddie's probably number one. I know Justin's up there. Uh, Chris Cornell, you know, so he's definitely top five singer. Definitely more of a fan, which I'm glad you put um, Chris Cornell, the man, instead yeah. of Soundgarden or anything like that. Because would you, if I did Soundgarden instead of Chris Cornell, okay, so in Matthew's more pop, I think everybody knows that by now. Yeah. If I said Olivia Rodrigo versus Soundgarden, would you would change your mind? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, that's sure. what I think. Yeah, like, because yeah. uh, I'm like, you know, I talked, you know, not a big fan of Soundgarden, um, even though Chris Cornell, you know, obviously, you know, all the stuff he did, you know. Sure. Uh, but out, out of this match matchup, definitely had to choose uh, Chris Cornell. I mean, uh, one of the greatest singers of all time. I love all of his covers, pretty much of anything he's covered. Yeah. I've seen him cover Hotel California. Uh, he covered, of course, Nothing Compares to You. Um, 
Well, he covered one by one yeah. band and sang it uh, with the lyrics of one by another band just yeah. because he can. Yeah, just he's like, ah, oh, that's be And it makes it great. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, so again, like between the two, I have to choose Chris Cornell, even yeah. though Lee Rodriguez, uh, I like, you know, like her music a sure. lot too. Well, like, it goes back, I think so far, besides the last one, it goes back to the first one. We both like the, we both have a, a lot of appreciation for Anthrax, but again, there's just someone else on the list that, you know, you can't yeah. pass up. And, and as Matthew said, um, you know, he might as well speak for both of us again there too, because uh, Chris Cornell is the top five favorite singers uh, of all time for me, uh, musicians. Um, so, I mean, that, that's an easy one. Uh, you know, nobody would have been in a good spot going up against that one. Um, so very, very easy for me. I'm going Chris Cornell yeah, as well. Chris Cornell, definitely. Um, so this one's going to be very interesting because, again, right. the whole point is – of this exercise is we're choosing this one over the other for the rest sure. of our life to listen to. So this next matchup is interesting. So it's Red Hot Chili Peppers versus Michael Jackson. Oh. Yeah. So uh Oh. Yeah. So I've I've definitely listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers more. Yeah. Definitely. That's almost a given. Uh but I can't say I, well, I probably like more Chili Pepper songs, so I may have to just lean with them. Sure, but this also, if you think about like Michael Jackson's, you know, all of his hit songs. Yeah, um, if, I'm, if I can never listen to them again, there's that, something weird about saying that I never get to listen to Michael. Jackson. And I'm not a diehard Michael Jackson fan, but there's something weird saying that no, once you pick this, you never get to hear. I don't know what's in my heart, my mind right now is saying, "Damn, it's hard not to choose." Michael I mean, because it's, I mean, well. Uh, you know, Thriller, yeah, Black or White, Beat It. Uh, and a lot more, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's just off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but then again, on the Chili Pepper side, you know, well, I think I'm just more, like, saturated with them. Like, I just know, you know, we they released, like, two albums last year. Yeah. And we listened to, like, both for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously all their 90s stuff and, and early 2000s. I mean, sure. Other than the '80s, they were big in pretty much the '90s until now. They've had like a hit song every every yeah. decade. Can I make a confession? I I, I I shouldn't even say it. I should keep this myself. I'm going to make a confession. If I if you made me pick between for the rest of my life between Michael Jackson and Anthrax, I think I might pick Michael Jackson. Yeah, that that would man. I, I may have to too. Yeah, but that that one's probably honestly a little bit tougher. Yeah, uh, because I don't listen to Anthrax a lot, but of their stuff, I like That's a lot funny. of their songs. Yeah, well, me too. Yeah, uh, but maybe just for me to decide, Chili Peppers and Michael Jackson. I may have to go Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I just like I, I like more of their yeah. stuff, and I think just one outweighs the other. I will say. Yeah, well, I'm a Chili Peppers fan. Chili Peppers one of my top uh, five, maybe top five, at least top ten, at least top five all time. Um, you know what? Michael Jackson's one of those. It's kind of like every human being alive. We all say, hey, I'm going to get in shape one day. One day I'm going to hit the gym and I'm going to get in shape. I don't feel like doing it today, but at some point in my life, I'm going to start making healthier choices. Michael Jackson's like, and of course I know a lot of Michael Jackson stuff, but he's one of those like, all right, at some point I'm going to go to that catalog and like, I'm going to really get all in on it. Um, and I've always been that way. Uh, and I've, and every time I went down the Michael Jackson lane, like there's a song, I don't know what it's called, and I think it's a lesser known song. And if it's not, if you're a Michael Jackson fan out there and it's not, I apologize. But there's a song, uh, The Girl Is Mine. 
Uh, and oh my God, it's so good. But it's just like Michael Jackson. You can hit track eight on some obscure album and it's some catchy ass stuff. Um, it's easy to see why he's one of the greatest of all time. And I just don't want to mm-hmm. rule out not being able to hear him again. You yeah, know? that's because that's with this exercise, that's tough. Because looking at, oh. you know, looking at, you know, his, uh, well, his compilation. So this is his number ones. Okay. Uh, which it said it came out in 1979, but that's not right. Um, but uh, some of these I don't know, but I'll maybe do just like a read off the few, the bigger ones. Uh, it said, well, hold on, it said he came out like seven? What is that when he came solo? It says the compilation, but okay, that okay. may have, may have, may have been, maybe what it represents. Yeah. But uh, uh, Rock With You, Billie Jean, Beat It, Thriller, um, Bad, Smooth Criminal, Dirty Diana, Man in the Mirror, Black or White, um, some of those, I you, you probably know more of these. Some of these other ones some that I don't bangers. know, but yeah. Uh, so his, I mean, obviously he's uh, you know one of the goats for a reason. Yeah. But uh, but this exercise, I made. I, I had to do chili peppers outside. I just have to. Yeah, I got to as well, just because uh, if if damn if that was anyone else, uh, uh, yeah, I'd probably lean that way. I guess this whole the Michael Jackson wins here because uh, we've just. I think we just talked ourselves being in bigger fans of Michael Jackson. I'm definitely going to, uh, in the next uh, bit, I'm going to go start listening to more Michael Jackson just because of this exercise. You got in my mind that I could yeah. never have him again, and now I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go support him. Yeah. Uh, but Red Hot Chili Peppers for me as well. Yeah. It's okay. So that's good. So this next one's easy. Okay. For both of us um, Guns N' Roses versus Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely yeah. Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, because uh, I put Lincoln Park in there, uh, I would say because I grew up in you know born early nineties. Sure, yeah. But they were my my teenage years were in the early two thousands. Yeah. So um, I think that's when with the new metal, you know, late late nineties, two thousands. Yeah, and there were a group that like surprisingly like out of all those groups that were in in that era uh they lasted yeah out of all of them i wish they they smartly like changed their sound a little bit and the kind of you know did it you know you know changed with the time so they didn't stay the new metal sound but um but they lasted and survived out of all those you know uh limp biscuits and corn and mm-hmm. corn still around but lincoln park i would say still you know, even, you know, with uh, Chester gone, uh, well, even more with him gone, there's, there's still way up on people's rankings. Yeah. But, uh, Guns N' Roses, I mean, you know, again, uh, being a super fan of the eighties, you know, I mean, kind of like, uh, you know, not going to go through Guns N' Roses yeah. greatest hits, but, uh, you know, but again, I know, I have the greatest hits. I have, you know, all their albums and stuff. You know, I just kind of have, you know, have to go Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I kid. Definitely Guns N' Roses. I will say this. I want to admit this on the on the show. I actually bought Hybrid Theory uh, I, when no one knew what it was really. Like, uh, and I'm not. I I sound like I'm right. I, I'm just. I guess my point is, I think I bought it for like six or seven bucks. I remember it being cheap and buying mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, you used to back then you go to the circus cities or Best Buy's one of them, like they had like some newer stuff and it would be a little bit cheaper. Um, but, um, I think it was one step closer. Was that the first big song? Um, um, was that what it's called? Or yeah, that or numb. Okay. I think. Uh, but, but, uh, 
I remember that came out and I can tell you when it came out in 2000 because I was a freshman in high school. Um, so I'll never forget that that came out. I remember buying it right away. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the only obviously only Linkin Park album that I owned. But um, but anyways, uh, you've said it best. That new metal, man, um, you just had to be there. Like, it's so silly now. You yeah. Know? You, you, you're looking at younger people now who um, like I like, you know, and I think about like people, my brother-in-law's age, who's in his mid 20s. And uh, and a lot of these people, they'll look at that new metal, not saying him, just people in general look at that new metal and they'll laugh like, what the hell are you guys doing? And, and again, you just had to be there. It's hard to say, man. Yeah. You just when- had to be there. It was definitely of an era. It was of an era, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of an era. And for those that were around, uh, still, you know, that were around then, around now, definitely still, like, in the back of our minds, like, kind of like, almost like with the Creed, because, like, Creed of it all, not, yeah. they're not new metal, but of an era where, sure. like, you, like, how, how, or why was this so popular? Well, well, uh, I don't know if, uh, Matthew, I, I remember, uh, Every time Corn dropped an album, we were all there to grab it right away. Yeah. Uh, and, and I look back and I'm like, what the hell are we thinking? Like, listen to this shit. But now I, I say that, but then there are times I'll hear uh, some Corn come on randomly uh, and somewhere. I'm, and yeah, and I'm <laughs> and I'm singing every lyric, you know, because I it, it just takes you back. I kind of deal. It's not Definitely that you still like it, but it's just you know more nostalgic. Yeah, very nostalgic. Um, but yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going with you on GNR. GNR definitely. Um, so we we're halfway through the yeah. list, uh, and I was thinking uh, a little bit more kind of intermission. Um, if you want to, maybe I was thinking we could maybe do almost like this a tournament. Okay, almost sure the winners because uh, well oh, like well one of them because there's going to be an even odd odd number, so we may we're going to work this into a tournament over maybe like two episodes yeah um because it'll be a lot shorter of the, sure. once we get through those but uh right i want to make them to a turn tur- tournament i'll be uh, i like that uh, uh, uh change it um but uh next one this one's gonna be another easy one uh incubus versus poison oh uh very from, easy yeah yeah i mean uh another that you had to be there though i will say that uh, incubus mm-hmm. uh they wrote a wave too in the early two thousands where uh, they they had some big hit songs. Uh, there's one that just I have on my uh, library right now. Oh, on my playlist, uh, I think it's called uh, so, um, uh, "Talk Show on Mute," uh, which is not one of their main ones, but it is one of their hit songs. And uh, and I and I was thinking about this. I think Incubus is so popular, and that, that, and I'm way off. This is just Daniel's theory. Um, they have one of them singers. I forget his name. He's a good singer, but he's got a voice that, and his style of singing, you feel like you can sing that and sound definitely. like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's so they're fun to sing along with, and they just have like catchy uh, songs. It's that that pop uh, rock type stuff. So um, so I was a going back. I was a fan of uh, Incubus. I you know bought the first album or two, uh, but I. You know, they're not beating Poison. Uh, Poison's uh, an all-time great, yeah. and um, you know, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Uh, they were they were there opening or second, I can't remember. But anyways, uh, definitely Poison. Yeah, definitely Poison. I can't say I I know a couple of Incubus songs, mm-hmm. but I never got into them. Never right. tried to. Uh, more of just on the radio kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but definitely Poison. Yeah. Uh, easy, you easy. know, yeah, very easy. Um, next one, uh, another easy one, 
the Struts versus Savage Garden. Yeah, Savage Garden all the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of a of an era again. Yeah. Uh, almost not that they're chock full of hits, but definitely a lot. You know, they're a hit band for a short period of time in the nineties. And but it's on them, you know, like they yeah, they yeah, that's could the have been monsters, uh, but they went their separate ways. And I want to say they have a very small catalog, a very short time together. Actually, I have to look that up while, you, while you're uh, talking about it. But yeah, they, yeah, but definitely struts for me, of course. Yeah, definitely the struts kind of a group that I would not that I found them, but, you know, being a, being a fan of theirs for a long time probably before i think even before their first album came mm-hmm. out when they had the early ep but uh you know still a struts fan saw them live you know you know definitely prefer the struts over savage garden uh they just came to me so no hey that's a good one though they had two albums they had uh savage garden self-titled album 97 they had affirmation in 99 and they had a ton of hit songs but um but they're two guys out of australia a little australian pop uh, duo um but uh, man, they were rock stars. Um, but yeah. again, they just went, and I don't remember what it was. If there's, I, I remember something being said where they're never getting back together. Um, yeah. But hey, who knows what might have been? But yeah, that, again, that's an easier for me. Uh, obviously, we're Struts fans here, so yep. uh, I'm going with the Struts. Uh, yep, the Struts. This one, it's definitely gonna be easy. Uh, next one, too. Uh, Winger versus Ariana Grande. Uh, so, of course, Winger. 80s uh well not honestly super group because they well they had hit songs big mm-hmm. 80s group uh not as big as others definitely i would say uh yeah a, a, a b-list group the ones that i really love i love winger uh i wrote down area on the grande because uh, again another pop singer um i like some of her songs i just call you know but i wanted to maybe throw her in here just to kind of see who she'd be paired up against. Sure. Uh, not knowing winger would be it, but uh, definitely more of a winger fan. Uh, you know, again, I've winger's probably a top five eighties band for yeah. me. Uh, so again, has to be winger. Yeah. And I would definitely go winger too. And also uh, she's a beautiful young lady, this area on the grind day, but I don't know that she's prettier and kept winger. So he might win. Uh, both yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wins both on looks and on music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, winger for me. Yeah, definitely winger. Uh, this one's going to be hard. I would say, okay. Uh, well, easy for me, hard for you. Okay. Knowing who you are. Uh, Bad city versus Elton John. Oh, so again, I just iterate. <sighs> we have to listen to one artist, these two forever. Yeah. So this is tough for me because bad city, uh, there we've talked about them on here before. They're a rock band from 2011. They put out one album, uh, uh, welcome to the wasteland. Uh, my favorite album of all time. And that's crazy to say that, but I am telling you my favorite uh, album. It's the biggest what if band for me. They made the Rolling Stones magazine cover. They're a group of, and they're not even from any other group. They're just this group of young guys. And they were coming with some hard, freaking great rock and roll. Um, and of course, they had a lot of uh, mishaps, a lot of misfortune, however you want to say it. And I, and and they were one and done. Uh, now, they would probably be uh, my favorite band had they continued and, and kept on. But again, all I have is that one album, uh, my yeah. favorite album. Uh, I don't know what I'd do without that album. Um, if, if, uh, you know, so I would hate to know that I can never listen to it again, but again, we're talking about 11 songs. 
Uh, and Elton John is someone that I've always loved. Elton John's, uh, you know, uh, another favorite, and he's got a lifetime of songs. I do not know what I would do without the Elton John songs. Uh, uh, I, if there's any longevity of these guys, if there was a second album, I'm going Bad City. Um, but yeah. the fact that there's not, and I, and this is weird to say because I just said it's my favorite album of all time, and I mean that. Um, I'm going to go Elton John. Yeah, I think well, Ellen John for me, because uh, I am a I do like Bad City, but they're definitely more of you know one of your you know favorites. Sure. Uh, but um, but again, just kind of looking at Ellen John's songs, he's definitely an artist kind of like a Michael Jackson, where he's obviously well known to be a goat, you know, one of the greatest. Yeah. Uh, but there, you know a lot more songs of his than like you think. Sure. Kind of like a kind of like a Michael Jackson, like. Uh, I mean, your song, Rocket Man, yeah. uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, uh, Tiny Dancer, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road, uh, Benny and the Jets, Crocodile Rock, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Uh, again, oh, all, all oh. those you know. Yeah. Like, almost everyone knows, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, so this one, like I say, it was easy for me uh, because, you know, being yeah. one being more of a fan of the other, but, uh, but I know tough for you. So I think you... Uh, said Elton John. Yeah. Elton John. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this last one will also be tough. Probably for both of, well, I would say, I, well, I'll, I'll be surprised how easy it would be. Okay. Uh, this is last one. STP, STP, Stone Temple Pilots or Steel Panther. Oh, this is okay. Uh, this so is this, gonna suck because this is gonna be the first one we disagree on, and and it's a, a <laughs> yeah. respectfully disagree, of course. But yeah, um, uh, Stone Temple Pilots is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, you know that was my favorite band growing up, um, and Hell still is one of my favorite bands. They've had a resurgence with a new singer yeah. over the last decade. Um, really did it right. I always say, uh, me and Matthew have had this conversation so many times. You see a singer go. Uh, and a band's never the same. They don't do anything anymore. They'll bring out as somebody who, who doesn't sound anything like them, sings their songs bad. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots went and got a guy who sounds exactly like Scott Weiland. Definitely. And why wouldn't you, right? I mean, that's just, uh, to me, that's a, a great thing to do. But anyways, um, I, I love Steel Panther. God knows I love Steel Panther. Um, but I just, it, you know, we're talking about going against your favorite, uh, you know, band of your childhood and one of your top five. So, um, uh is 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 top five going against like top ten or fifteen? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, you know, you can't go wrong either way. But of course, I gotta go Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, well, Still Panther. This is where, like I said, the only one we disagree on. Yeah. Uh, Still Panther is a group that I almost. This is one that I have been on probably before Field of Steel. Yep. Before they were Still Panther. Um, so I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. What a lot of YouTube, yeah. You're one of the OGs of them, of, of, at least of this little area we live in. Uh, being a fan of theirs, you know, since then, you know, all their stuff. Um, so again, this is the one where definitely disagree, but it works out because yeah. we needed six to make it even. Sure, we're even now, so this, yeah. uh, this works out uh, magically. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, so we, so that, that was awesome, man. It was a fun, fun episode, fun thing to do. Um, would were you a little i was uh how did you feel about them going on america's got talent well because i kind of sided with what most of the i mean discourse online is because I, I read a lot of comments that um that well i would think it's for bands that aren't 
already successful. Right. Um, and, you know, again, they're not the biggest, but they are successful yeah. as far as, I mean, a lot of, lot of albums toured around the world, you know, with a lot of big bands. They're pretty much as successful as a rock band can be, other than being at one of the tops. Well, that, uh, the, yeah, I was about to say, as far as rock and roll music, um, real rock and roll, they're one of the most popular bands because they have the U.S. audience, too, which a lot of them don't. You know, yeah. Most of them don't these days so that, that play rock and roll. Yeah, I think they're big overseas, probably bigger. Of course. Uh, but uh, but they, they do have, like an, obviously, a big American audience. They are an American band. Uh, I mean, it is cool to see them on there just because it is kind of a shock. Yeah. Because they're so, you know, at least historically dirty and stuff like that. Yeah. And obviously very 80s sounding, but, uh, you know, I like it. But then I also like, you know, could have been someone else just yeah. because it could have been like someone that doesn't have a name. But Oh, I, I agree. I ain't thought about that side of the coin. See, my, my part, my problem with it is just like, man, you guys are like, you shouldn't be, you have to resort to this like, You've already paid your dues. Like you don't don't the hell with this show. Like you're better than you're already successful. Yeah, you're already <laughs> successful. Like you know you don't need this. Um, and you know, and then like if they go, oh, you know, you guys are okay. Keep working hard, kids. And it's just like, no, 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 no. you don't get it. These guys are it. You're like like a Bona Vega. Yeah, right. He was on there for such a short period of time, yeah. like two performances, and he was out. Yeah, and he could have like he would have if he was on there longer. Sure, he could have benefited more than what still Panther's going to benefit from. Yep. Because like I said, Still Panther is already successful, and Bonavega's, you know, you know, working that way. I'm scared of Bonavega. I feel like if I saw him in person, he might bite you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very odd guy. But uh, but yes, yeah, so that's that, that actually is a good. Uh, yeah. I, I just thought about Bonavega. But uh, you got any uh, any stuff, man? Any recommendations for me? Yeah, we got a couple minutes before this hey. uh, app shuts down. Um, so uh, yeah, I do have some. Um, uh, Ollie Rod released a new song again, a synth wave uh, singer. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the way I see it. It's pretty good. Um, Conan Gray released a new song called winner. Definitely very queenie. Uh, that's one I know I sent yep. send you. Uh, yep. He's a, a lot, you know, I like that song a lot. Um, a lot of Paramore recently. So uh, a couple of their songs, all I wanted uh, uh, and decode kind of two big ones from, from her, them. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more, uh, Oliver Anthony, um, mm-hmm. off the country music yep. superstar now on Rogan and everything. Uh, Ain't Got a Dollar. I recommend that one, too. Very good one. Very good one. I got a few for you tonight. Uh, Eclipse came out with a new uh, album. There's a song, a couple songs on there. The little bit I've listened to, a couple songs that are pretty good. One called Got It. It's got me. Uh, a uh, band called Temp put out an album. Very rockish group. Uh, song called Runaway. Oh, no, Hideaway, excuse me. Uh, old school rap song I uh, heard for the first time in a long time by Camp Lowe. Uh, it's called Lucini. This is it from 1997. Uh, old school hip-hop, really good stuff. And then a song that I just hadn't heard in years that uh, popped up and, I, you know, a, a, a favorite of mine by this group, uh, Judas Priest, Living After Midnight. I always loved that song. Great song. Uh, popped up on my list the other day. And but, uh, uh, just to throw this in uh, for homework, mm-hmm. we'll uh, – uh, Randomly chose Beck. Oh, I love it. Yes. Beck. So Beck at random. Beck, you heard it, guys. You heard it live. Uh, appreciate you listening as always. We'll be back with another banger next week. Love you guys. Peace. See ya. Welcome 
to the On Shuffle Podcast. Coming at you now. 